a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Thirty years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster. Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown and Young Guns, Billy Derrick and Michael Sindrick. And now, here's your host, George Blaster. Welcome in on kind of a cloudy overcast Monday afternoon where we are jam-packed loaded. I mean, we have got a show for you.
We will be good here in a few seconds. Well, let's try this again. Hello again, everybody. If you missed the beginning, we have a great show lined up for you. Let's head up to the plateau really quick and say hello to Coach Watson Brown. Watson, how are you? George, I'm doing great. Getting Excellent. dark quick, huh? Getting dark oh, quick. I don't like that. I don't either. Don't like that at Messes all. Messes with my golf game. Messes with a lot of things. Yeah. But look, you hang in there because we're going to be coming to you. We're knee-deep in material today. Let's start with Terry McCormick's daily Titans update, as is the case every day during football season. Terry, let's get you into the picture uh, because right now you're sort of halfway there. Um, let's get you in frame there, Terry. He looks like he's backing up a little on us. Yeah, there he is. Beautiful. Terry, let's talk about last night. How did the Titans come out of Kansas City as far as injuries are concerned? Well, the only guy I guess to be real concerned about would be uh, Bud Dupree, who re-injured that hip and was unable to finish the game. So that would be the biggest one, obviously, aside from trying to get Ryan Tannehill back at some point this season. Terry, how close were they to getting him on the field last night? Well, he warmed up, but you could see when they showed video of it, he wasn't moving around, wasn't doing a whole lot. So I would have to say not very close at all. Yeah. Um, just gut feeling Malik Willis and, and Watson and I are going to talk about this later. He was certainly better than in game one but down the stretch, not good enough. Yeah, and he was kind of betrayed a little bit by his receivers. He put a couple of balls right there on the money. Uh, Chris Conley dropped one of them. Nick Westbrook-Akina couldn't come up with the other one. If they make either of those plays, not both, but either of those plays, they're probably getting at least three points, and they're probably winning the ball game in regulation. So he was better. There's still a lot, lot, lot of work to do for him to become – uh, legitimate, ready NFL quarterback, but uh, I, I just think George and I'll go. I'll go to a place where you have often gone in the what if department with this team. You know, over the years we've grown accustomed to seeing this team have quality second string quarterbacks like Neil O'Donnell or Billy Volick or Kerry Collins, you know, whoever it may be. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, but they have gambled on this deal right here with. Ryan Tannehill staying healthy, and they've won up until now. But, you know, Malik Willis, I think it's obvious to everybody who sees it that they're rushing him in there. He's not ready. They probably should have upgraded at the backup quarterback position so that they wouldn't have to be in this spot right now, and they could bring Malik Willis along slowly and have him maybe 
down the line take over the job. But the absence of a true second string quarterback on this roster, I think, is hurting this team right now because Logan Woodside doesn't have any experience either. And that's where they should have some, an experienced guy, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Well, you're you're kind of singing out of my hymnal because I brought it up a bunch over the last couple of years. And it's it's sort of becoming something that will end up getting aimed at John Robinson because he's had the opportunity and has chosen not to. Yeah. And then the other thing, too, going back to the wide receivers, you know, the trade of A.J. Brown right now has left this team with basically without any playmakers on the outside. I mean, Robert Woods has been okay, but the rest of these guys have really, you know, had not contributed very much at all. Traylon Burks is second among the wide receivers with 10 catches. He's been out for the last four games with a toe injury. They might get him back this week. Don't know yet. But when you have three or four guys and they're still in single digits in terms of how many receptions they have this year, and you're at this point in the season, there's something bad wrong. Yeah, they're, they're not all of Malik Willis. Yeah, they're a football team trying to play without throwing. And while that may work, you know, at D2 or Gray Y, it's not going to work in the NFL. And the sad thing is there's some things about last night to be really proud of. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, when you leave the defense out there as much as they did and you get that type of performance, I mean, because they had Mahomes and particularly Travis Kelsey very frustrated for much of the evening. And when you have that opportunity to win and you're unable to come away with that victory on the road when basically no one gave them a chance, got to take advantage of it. And they just needed one or two plays from the offense in the second half, and that would have put the game away, but they weren't able to get it. Yeah. Terry, appreciate it as always. Let's talk again tomorrow. All right. Sounds good, George. That's Terry McCormick's Daily Titans update. That's how we get the show started each and every day during football season. Yes, it is. And it has been powered by the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. They are Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. And don't forget about Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. Now with two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville and online at SumnerFuneral.com. All right, let's roll into today's update with uh, a college basketball score. College Hoops uh, returns today and tonight, of course, with Vanderbilt and Memphis. But, George, MTSU got the win over Brescia 79-52 to earlier yeah. today, and we will have a report from that. Lewis Maddox will join us uh, at some point early in the 5 o'clock hour. Let me say this about college basketball. It is absurd that on November the 7th, the season is starting. I've been yelling about this for a good while. Watson, to try to fight with college football to get attention is stupid. I've never understood it till this day. Yes, they just want to get a number of games in, but it's just – too early. I mean, yeah. It's just too early. I've never liked it. I didn't like it when I was an AD. Of course, usually when I was an AD, I was still coaching football. Well, I was still coaching football <laughs> and doing both. I'm running from practice to a ball game. Right. <laughs> but I just, I, I'm not sure the basketball coaches really like it. They won't say it because it's what it is. 
but there's just the interest is not there, George. No. It's just not there yet. I mean, this game with Memphis and Vanderbilt that's been played a month from now, that would be a special game. You got that right. A special game, and right now it's an also ran game. Sweat is. Yeah, I'm, I'm going tonight. It feels weird uh, going to a basketball game uh, tonight with, with all this football going on. So, and that's uh, not a football guy talking either, guys. That's I'm talking more as oh, an AD just, here. Not it's just the way it is. Yeah. That's a sports guy talking. Yeah. The, the season needs to start on or about Thanksgiving weekend, and I don't know why that is so hard well, to Well, it usually does. I thought at least. I thought these oh, were it, usually scrimmages. It's been backing up really? in recent years. That's right. It has. It's been backing up more and more yeah. every year. Well, let's uh, move on to some NFL news here. The Colts have fired Frank Reich, and they have named Jeff Saturday, the interim head coach, of course, leaving ESPN to uh, join the Colts there. And he's been a high school coach before, uh, but uh, I'll be interested to hear Watson's thoughts on this. Frank Wright didn't suddenly get stupid. Frank Wright was dealt a bad hand. I mean, I don't know if he's part of the hand. If he made decisions on this, George, that offensive line that they put all that money in is horrendous. Yeah. I mean, what a waste of money and to have a really good running back like Taylor there and to go waste money on that, they don't have a bona fide wide receiver either. I mean, there's so many problems with the Colts right now. It ain't going to get fixed with with a guy coming from ESPN. Uh, they've got a lot of problems right now. What, what are the odds they like him as a potential head coach? I mean, what – I don't know if I understand the the logic behind this move, or if it even means anything. He's definitely got fire in the belly. That that will they will learn that quick. Mm-hmm. No, that's that is true, and he he's played the position where he'll be a Mike Brabel type. I'll promise you, he will yep. be that kind of coach. So maybe they need that. But guys, I mean, you got a bad team that you put together. And then you fire the coach. I know I'm a coach, so I guess I'm defending the coach. But heck, half of this has got to be or more on the general manager, if you ask me. I yeah, mean, that's Chris that offensive line, we've watched them. They, they, they don't compete. They just don't compete, and it's killing that team. Yeah. Moving on to uh, some more NFL news here. Mike McCarthy returns to Lambeau Field uh, this Sunday and he downplayed his return, but he did say he's going to be get he'll be he'll be getting emotional. Oh, he, he got emotional today in the press conference. Uh, this is going to be a tough return for him. Um, but the good news is they're better than Green Bay, and they're considerably better than Green Bay. Yeah, they are. He should have a triumphant return, yeah. and and it might be an embarrassing return. I mean, they they could beat them good. I mean. There's another team. How do you blame the coach? Uh, I, I just don't see talent. Yeah. You let Devontae Adams go. You don't try to re-sign him. At least it didn't look like they really went went, went after it. It's an A.J. Brown deal to me. And and then the defense, guys, it don't even look close to what it used to look. Nope. So, I don't know. One more, Billy. One more. Uh, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are both on the Hall of Fame contemporary contemporary era ballot. So I'm not even sure what that means. Well, it's the- it's the old veterans committee. And basically that's where you get sent 
if you've been close but didn't get in for a second look. Mm. And and there have been, listen, there have been some people who have gotten in who were worthy, who the, the sports writers didn't go for. Boy, this one's going to be interesting. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like it, and, and George, how many years is it before they send you to that? Isn't it a number now, of years when yeah, you don't get in? And then you, huh? yeah, I think it used to be 15. Now it's 10. 10. Okay. That's yeah. what I was thinking is 10. So Dale Murphy, by the way, is on that list. That's what I saw. Yeah. Fred McGriff will likely get in. Crime Dog's got some really good numbers. He's the most likely of that group to get in. Yeah. Okay, so here's what we've got. Tell all your friends and neighbors because in about three minutes, Watson is going to break down last night the good, the bad, and the somewhere in between. And as all of you've come to know and love, this guy can break it down like nobody's business. So after the break, Watson's Titans analysis. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes, 
Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Barner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Let's get right into it. It's time for Watson Brown's Titans Analysis, which is brought to you each Monday by the folks at Pennington Distilling Company. Titans lost last night in overtime in Arrowhead 20-17. to And let's start with the first uh, of, of the thoughts, which is we're good, really good. What is George, there's some pieces of our football team that are the best in the league. It, it, it starts with, with King Henry. He, he's, he's first ballot. He's first ballot Hall of Fame. He's uh, – I'm old enough – you know, you get on me. I'm up Jim Brown. I see him – things I saw Jim Brown do that I just said, I don't know if I'll ever see any big back do that again. Earl Campbell, Eric Dickerson. Um, maybe you throw Eddie George in there, but this guy is the best back in the league. I can promise you there is no defense of the other 31 that want to play against him. None. And he is that good. He's, he's first ballot. We better understand how good he is and enjoy him because life's short as a running back. He's getting on up there, but he's still got the quickness. Um, that first long run he had, he limp-legged a safety after he broke the line of scrimmage. I mean, it's beautiful. Yes. The guy tackled grass. Of course, he he's scared to death. He don't want to hit the big dude. So he goes down at an ankle, and then he takes off. The second run, he outruns everybody for 30 yards, so finally somebody catches him. He still got it. He is the best in the league. It ain't even Period. close, in my personal opinion. Our defensive line, I think maybe the uh, the 49ers, maybe the Jets, but I think we have the best defensive line in the league. I'm going to talk about Mahomes here in a minute. But we're big, we're strong, we're deep, we play a lot of players. Everybody that goes in makes plays. Uh, we push pockets right into the quarterback's face. That's Jeffrey um, it's, Simmons. It's bona fide. Starts with Simmons, but I'm telling you, all of them. Danico, can you imagine if we had Harold Landry right now? I mean, but we have, in my opinion, if not the best, one of the top two or three defensive lines in 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 the league. The third thing where we're really good, our punter is the best mm. punter in the league. He is the best. 
The style we play, we're going to get into in a minute. He is a big piece of the style we play. Nobody ever gets any. If you don't turn the ball over, you don't get good field position against us. Look at all the long distances the Chiefs had to go last night. This kid just kept booming it over and oh, he must have putted. His legs got to be. He's probably the sore guy on the team today because <laughs> I don't know how many times he putted in the ball game. But he's bona fide. And then Byard to me is if he's not the best safety in the league, he's in the top two or three. He is the leader of the defense. He gets everybody lined up. He keeps them calm. He makes plays. He did a great job last night uh, uh, covering one-on-one on on the tight end that absolutely lost his cool during during the ball game. I mean, those four things, we're the best in the league. And and it's a shame we're not better at some other places because we got some we got some places that are the best and and it showed I thought last night's game George George showed us where the top who they are it showed us everything we wanted to see the good and the bad in that ball game last night and uh, but right there's the good man those guys are good but those we just called out they're really good. Watson, this goes to your second point, which is they have a style of play that nobody is dying to go up against. There are not teams saying, give me the Titans, their receivers suck. Now, they may be thinking some of that, but. No, because they don't want to get hit in the mouth. Right. And they don't want to tackle 22, and they don't want to handle that defensive line. They do not. I can promise you the Chiefs are glad that game's over. Uh, because we're a hard out, George. We don't we don't blow games very often. We make you beat us, and the way we keep the ball and we can run the ball and have the great back, and then if you stop us, we punt it all the way down the field. And if you want to be good at anywhere in football in today's world on defense, it's the defensive line. That's the first place you – any coach would tell you, okay, what are you going to give me? I'll take defensive line first. And we got it. And again, we're deep and they, they can roll in and out and stay fresh. Uh, the Chiefs had it, uh, nine, forget what it was, 90 plays. And we had it, I, I, it was that we had nine first downs, they had 29. Yeah. We had one first down in the second half through the whole game, through the play, through the overtime. One first down, and yet our defensive linemen were not wore out, George, and they threw it 66 times. And yet we were not – we were pushing that pocket in the overtime. In the overtime. We're That's a hard really out. impressive. Mike Vrabel is a big-game coach. Now, everybody will say, well, we lost the first round, but look at all the big games he's won. And then last night, with near nothing, how he – we nearly won that game with 499 to 229 total offense, nine first downs to 29 in the game, and one first down in the second half, and we dang sure nearly won that game. We're a hard out. When we get in the playoffs, they will not want to play the Titans, I'm telling you, because we're so different than everybody else. And we have a back that not another back in the league looks like. Nobody looks like Derrick Henry. He's a he's a defensive end playing tailback, and and uh, that's what he is. 
Lord, yeah. if I'd have had him at Vanderbilt, he probably never would have touched the ball. I'd have had him rushing the passer. <laughs> I, I didn't have anybody look like that. I'm going to tell you. Uh, but that's that's what I say. Our style of play, along with our punter and our special teams, is a hard out, and it's going to be a hard out in the playoffs. I just wish we had fixed some other pieces to go with it. We're going to get into that. Yeah. Now, we're going to show you a little bit of the good and the bad last night of Patrick Mahomes. He's a little bit like going to an NBA game where I've always said, if, if you go to an NBA game, you will see an athletic play every night that you will come away going, how in the hell did that happen? Well, we're going to show you the good on Patrick Mahomes first, a series of plays where he he pulls off his Houdini act. Watson, he does this at least once a night where you just sit there going, how does he do this? No, and, and, and he, is, he is a true winner. He finds ways to win games. And uh, he is such – what I call him more than a Jackson or the or Malik Willis, he is a true athlete. He 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 runs just well enough. He dodges you just well enough. He was a he was a high would have been a high draft choice as a shortstop. I mean, he is an athlete, George, and he makes plays as an athlete, and he's also a great thrower. But when I played the position. I can vouch for this. When you get in these guys, I don't care who it is. If you get in their face, if you get pushed back in their face and they can't see, man, the poise goes away. He threw some balls that I hadn't seen him throw last night that were off target with open people. They'd show plays back where we could see it. Wide open guys crossed. They had a lot of crossing routes, just wide open. But he'd get flustered because he couldn't see and then all of a sudden he'd take off running. And so we we really had him shook. He was shook in the game, but his legs and his just being a winner and being a great athlete won the game. Now, the one negative, the only one in the whole game I saw defensively, I didn't like that putting three rushers on one side and having one on the other. And most of the time they were to his left. He is a great scrambler to his right. And we were we had a one guy to his right a lot of times in the game, and so he'd get away from that. When he gets in space now, he is just so dangerous. If I was if I say anything that I would say about defensively, balance that rush up, rush him straight at him, keep him in there because he could not find targets. He couldn't see them. He ain't the tallest dude in the world. And I think maybe 6'2", and that's probably generous, uh, to be very honest. But I just thought if we'd have rushed straight at him more, and put, we were pushing those guys back like they were nothing. The 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 offensive linemen that were getting knocked right into Patrick. And you can't throw on your back foot. You can't – you lose your timing. You can't see to know to throw in those windows. And we did a great job of mixing coverage all night long to where we'd go from – one type of zone to a type of man. Uh, we mix stuff up. I don't know how good we still are in the secondary. I'll say this, we're getting better. But, George, when the pass rush keeps doing that, I've seen us do it to the Colts, the Texans, the Raiders, uh, the Commanders. I just thought, well, these teams aren't very good. 
We did it to the Chiefs last night, just right. like we did those others, and that's going to show up every week. That's why I say we're a hard out. You don't, I don't think they'll want to mess with us in the playoffs. Okay, here is the problem. And the problem, I think, Watson, is this, and I want you to kind of react to it. The Titans go in at halftime up 14 to 9. Mentally, they have to be going in with a mindset of getting into the upper 20s because this bunch they're playing isn't chump change. Kansas City's damn good on offense. And yet, I see sort of a kind of a play not to lose mentality in the second half. You brought it up earlier, one first down. And I think their play calling changes and gets way more play not to lose as opposed to play to win. You tell well, me. And, you and, and you're, you're right. You're, you're right. You don't know where it's coming from. Uh, is it because they're scared to death of Malik Willis? Is it because they think they don't have a go-to receiver, which they absolutely don't? <laughs> they have none. They have zero guy that say, we got to make a first down on this play, throw it here. I'm not sure who they pick to throw it to, George. So you can't just blame Malik Willis with this. Some of it is personnel, in my opinion. We came out the start of the second half. We got penalized some and stopped some drives, got backed up. But I didn't think they used Malik in the second half the way they did some in the first half. You're talking about with his with his legs. With his legs, not yeah. his arm, with his legs. The gun runs they were running, I thought they would have a couple of maybe three different runs, a call run to him where you fake one way and run the counter black the other way or a quarterback draw or two. Or, and, and I thought they just didn't use him well enough to use what he can do right now. He is not ready to be an NFL guy. He's not. It's obvious he's not ready. But use what he is ready, and that's his legs. Use what he is ready, and that's when he gets outside, run, throw. He can do that pretty good. He does throw the fade routes pretty well. He threw two or three fade routes last night that if there had been some separation and some plays, we had a chance to make them. But – we, we can't keep having these second-half issues, George. we got to get them worked out. One first down. How in the world Mike Vrabel near, nearly won that game with one first down? And if you don't have the winner, you got a quarterback with the Chiefs, we win that game because we had the throwing part of him messed up. He could not throw the ball consistently and get it in the end zone. But his legs – made the score and his legs with nobody open scrambled and made the two point play. We nearly won that game with one first down. How in the world can you do that? I think that's a credit to Mike. This team, it could, if we'd fix a few things, uh, this team could be dangerous in the playoffs because I don't see anybody that's just better than us right now. I mean, we went into Kansas city with a backup quarterback that is not ready to play in the NFL. And I'm going to nearly say should have walked out of there with a win. One more field goal, it's a two-score game. One field goal, guys, and it's a two-score game. I don't think they can score twice. 
Okay, let me ask the question, though, Watson, that probably needs to be asked here. Todd Downing's catching all the heat. But I look at Mike Vrabel, I don't pretend to know him, but Mike Vrabel is a very, you know, strong-willed person. You know he is the man in charge. True. (laughs) No doubt in my mind about that. Okay, so is Todd Downing being made to look bad because this is the way Vrabel wants it? It's a fair question. It is a great question that I don't know the answer to because we're not behind closed doors. Here's the deal. Here's the bottom line. This is what's going on. And it's been going on all year. We have just been such a poor second-half football team from game one with the Giants. From game one with the Giants all the way through last night, you're not going anywhere. I'm not sure we'd win another game with one first down in the second half. Would you all not say that? Well, yeah, I'm not no sure team. they would win another game no with team one first down in the second half. So right now we got to get Ryan Tannehill back because we we you said it early to Terry. We don't have a backup quarterback. You've been saying it for two solid years since I've been with you. And you've harped on it. And I think Woodside got burned in the preseason because he got demoted from the first day. They wanted Willis to be number two. They gave him all the number two reps. Woodside got moved to three, played with the down the liners in the in the preseason, lost his confidence. I thought he was much better the year before than he was this year, George. Right. And uh so the whole situation has made it where it's on Malik Willis now, and he's just not ready. We got to play with him another week, and I'll bet you we have to because I'm telling you, right, Ryan Tannehill stood there and he didn't move. He didn't move in warm-ups. That tells me that ankle is more than a week away. They've got to use Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, uh, excuse me, Malik Willis's feet more going forward against the Broncos. They've got to let him have 10 carries a game. He's got to, he's got to get carries. And if we do that, he will be successful carrying the football. He might get us 50 or 60 yards. So I think we can win with him if we use him right. Uh, but we just... cannot get behind the chains and play with Malik Willis. Look at the last drive of the game when we had to get a field goal to tie the game. And he's not ready. He's holding the ball too long, scrambling too quick. Uh, that last series, when it was all out pass, guys, he's not anywhere close to ready yet. Watson, I was just about to ask you when you started talking about Titans need to use him more in the run game. How many times? How many times did they have him in the read option with Henry? It only felt like in two the or first three times. half, a couple, and one play they ran. I've ran forever. It was back to a three-man receiver side with a tight end sitting there, and there's a guy sitting on the inside eye of the tight end. So the tight end blocks down on him. Well, the quarterback reads that. You would hand the ball off because he's being blocked. But I always told the quarterback, if he's on the inside and you see him being blocked, keep it yourself. I can promise you my quarterbacks have carried that ball 150, 200 times. They ran it once, maybe twice, and he gained about 10 both times. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see him try it again in the second half. But also what I'm saying, Billy, call quarterback runs. You bring a fast motion guy across, fake it to him. Let him be like a wildcat back mm-hmm. that can pass the ball. 
I would come up with some wildcat type plays, but yet we know he can throw off of those kind of plays. And, uh, but it still goes back also to, did you see how they crowded the box last night? Oh my God. <laughs> I counted had, 10 in the picture. <laughs> they had Nebraska, Missouri, <laughs> Kansas. And I saw a little bit of the boot heel of Texas and into Oklahoma. I'm not sure box. you're not right. I counted 10 in the picture. That means, and we did have three tight ends in the game, son. But we got one guy sitting out there with one guy covering him. And that quarterback, Malik, can do that. He can throw to one guy, one-on-one. But we don't have the guy to throw to. I saw Collinsworth up there on the line of scrimmage at one point. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'll end it with this, guys. This football team is as good as any in the AFC if we had a go-to receiver and we get Ryan Tannehill back healthy. I think we're good enough to win on that given night that one game, I think we could win that one game because of the where we're really good. and uh, But we don't have that guy, and we've got to get Ryan back. And if we're not going to get Ryan back, for gosh sakes, don't worry about hurting Malik Willis. Let him go. Let him run the ball. And if he gets hurt, Woodside will go in. He's got more of the offense in his mind anyway. And then Malik, Malik hadn't been there long enough yet, but let Malik go because I saw him last night. He ain't easy to tackle either. No, no, not at all. And, and I think A.J. Brown was missed last night oh, just a little bit. He's been missed all year. We've just all gotten year. away with it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We've gotten away with it. Let me kind of tell people where we're going from here. You will hear some of Mike Vrabel's press conference. We'll get into studs and duds at 520. And obviously, we'll get into the Tennessee game against Georgia. So we've got plenty coming. Stick around. This is Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. 
It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Quite a bit of coulda, shoulda, woulda coming out of Arrowhead last night. A tough overtime loss to Kansas City. A lot of things to be proud of. Uh, defensively, they played their fannies off last night against as good an offense as there is in the National Football League. Anyway, Mike Vrabel held his normal Monday press conference around noon. Here's a little bit of what he had to say. Go ahead, Teresa. Mike, at the halfway point, you get to look forward to five games now at home down the stretch, but the second half, what is going on? Uh, I think the numbers right now are like 90-something to, to, to 33 that you're being outscored in the second half. Nine points total in the fourth quarter. How? What's going on? To, to There's three and outs. There's penalties. Uh, how do you try to fix that situation? Uh, so, the, you know, like last night we see the offense doing well in the second quarter. And then it didn't, nothing's translating, it seems, after halftime. Yeah, we didn't take advantage. Um, I think specifically looking at it last night, we didn't take advantage of the field uh, position. And then, you know, the, the self-inflicted wounds, the unforced errors um, that we talked about, missed opportunities uh, to, to really play complementary football. I'm going to try to, you know, really just show and, and, and review that second quarter uh, of everything that we would like to do and who we would like to be. 
you know, we've talked about this to be able to move the ball, you know, you're going to have to convert some third downs, which we didn't you have to hit some X plays, which we didn't uh, down the stretch. Those are things that haven't changed. That message hasn't changed in that explanation. So, um, you know, we have to be more consistent throughout the game, uh, finish the game off. Um, so well, we'll get back to work and we'll focus on how we can do that against Denver. As you look at the, the wide receiver group, Mike, uh, you know, I know there's not a lot of production last night. Was it more separation as, as you saw it? You know, were there more opportunities that weren't taken advantage of, you know, to throw to them? What, what were some of your thoughts on that? Well, I think each game is, is you know, kind of its own, own deal. We had some opportunities last night. I thought that we did. Um, would like to have come down with, with some of those. Um, and then just really with how we're trying to manage the game and the game that we were in, um, you know, running the football and, and, and using some of those play passes and, you know, Malik threw it down, you know, made some opportunities, took some chances down the field. Um, and we didn't come down with it, you know what I mean? So it's like, we have to, uh, you know, continue to work to, to create some separation when we're getting matched, which, you know, we have been, and then, you know, being in good in zones or we're snapping down and, you know, the timing with the quarterback is there. But, you know, we'll, we'll keep, you know, keep searching and keep trying to find ways to, to help us score points, most, most importantly, and, and help us win. With the rushing attack in, in the second half, was it just a matter of down and distance that made you guys kind of get away from it? Or what was it? Well, I mean, we, we tried to run the ball. I mean, there were times where we did. It's just when you get behind the sticks, um, you know, second and 15, you know, long yardage situations. Um, weren't you know weren't as efficient as we needed to be when we did run it um and, and again just some of those those penalties and, and that that cost us you know where we would hit a first down we hit you know two x play uh runs that were called back um by the penalties that you know the flags that they threw i think uh you know counting penalties i think the defense is on the field for 100 plays i mean is that as high numbers as you ever seen since or? since college yeah, yeah. defense play with great effort yeah they do I think we all do you know and then and, and we we can't just use effort as a you know it, it's a place to start but there's so many more details in all three phases that have to improve you know we're, we're going to go out there and we're going to fight and we're going to swing and we're going to we're going to try to compete every opportunity that you know, we get I know that I'm positive that I've seen that but you have to to beat good teams. You have to have more than that. You know, you you have to have the details. You have to have the execution. Uh, you have to work together with somebody that's next to you. Um, so that's that's the focus moving forward. Is you know I think to to go and and you know obviously get a win this week or you know, compete against Denver. It, it starts with the effort. It starts with the finish, and that's who we are. But it also has to be about the details and the technique and the, and the understanding of, of the play and making it work. Mike, Patrick's done it before, but those scrambles in the late-game situation, how much is that a great player making a great play versus things you guys did? I think it's probably a little bit of both. I think, you know, there were some times where we were um, not not as good as I would have liked or, uh, you know, anybody would have liked in, in, the, in the rush coordination, as we call it. And... Um, you know, and then he's making a play. But, you know, I think that that's probably some of that has, has got to be on us, too. That's that that really, at the end of the day, not being able to, to tackle him was, was the deal. Injuries are a big part of it, but, but Bud was a big part of it. 
of bracketing him in and losing him in the fourth quarter seemed to really be kind of a difference maker there for you. Um, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we need everybody. You know, we, we, we do, you know, we, we guys are all prepared. You know, we, you know, Mario gave us some, some really good snaps Demarcus gave us some really good snaps. So there's a lot of encouraging things there. You know, both of those guys kind of been looking for opportunities and you know, I feel like they, they did that, you know, Tier gave us, you know, some push. Um, so it just, everybody has to be on the same page ever, you know, and Danico continues to do that, and then we know about Jeff. But you know, we just all have to be on the same page. You know, whether it's Bud out there working with somebody or whoever it may be, uh, just making sure that we're on the same page and that um, you know we don't have one guy coming under, one guy going over the top, and 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 giving those quarterbacks that there's so many of them in this league. We'll play another one this week that can you know get into a defense and, and break down a defense and. You know, the DBs, you know, it's like plaster all week, plaster all week. The guy can throw it everywhere else. So they're they're turning and you know, there you go. Their defense or their offense basically Okay, so there's a little bit of what Mike Vrabel had to talk about. Clearly some frustration uh in some woulda, coulda, shoulda uh at Arrowhead. Watson, give me about 15, 20 seconds. Um he is a very good football coach. I'm certain of that. He's, he, he, you, he makes you beat him. That's what he does. He makes you beat him. He is very strong technique guy. A lot of the things he was saying is just what we just went over. He's, he says it in a way to not take any shots at anybody, but I could listen to him saying a lot of the same things you and I and Billy have been talking about here right before this press conference. And that's why I really like him. I, I think he's he'll get some of this worked out. We'll keep getting better. Most of his teams keep improving slowly. And but he's got to do something offensively to to move the ball and score points in the second half. They they it's not, I think it's not on the practice field as much as it is off the practice field. What, how, how do we keep that aggressive mode that we seem to have in the first halves and, and carry it to second halves? And uh, if they work that out, even with the receivers we have, we could make a dent in the playoffs. We could make a dent um, because nobody will want to play us. Uh, but we've got to get better in second halves. Okay, stat of the day is coming up. Then we'll meet up with the play-by-play uh, -play voice of the Memphis Tigers. I almost said Memphis State. That's what they were when I was down there. That's all right, buddy. Yeah. And by the way, I like it better. Sounds better. This is Main Street Media Television. Christmas for Kids is back at the Ryman this November 21st. Christmas for Kids provides children with shopping sprees, coats, and unforgettable experiences every year. This annual fundraising concert helps bring that experience to more kids. This year is hosted by Phil Vassar and includes Chris Young, 
The Frontman, which is Richie McDonald, formerly of Lone Star, Larry Stewart of Restless Heart, Tim Rushlow, formerly of Little Texas, Essex County, and a whole lot more. Christmas for Kids, November 21st. To purchase tickets, go right now to Rival.com. Hit after hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. After sunset, come see more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. All new designs, including mythical beasts, a fantastical North Pole village, even a dragon soaring over your head. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year? I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace. And we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show as we round out here as we get closer to the 5 o'clock hour. Dave Woloshin coming up. The first stat of the day powered by the great folks at John English Vintage Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. They've got memorabilia, trading cards, antique and historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and so many other sport-related items. You can find them over in Shelbyville, of course, Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. You can also find them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Don't forget about Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors as well. 
Call Eric at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more info. All right, let's roll into today's stat of the day. See what Michael's got cooked up for us. Week 9 was the first week in the Super Bowl era where four games finished with the exact same final score. What was that score and who were the four matchups? Okay, Watson, it's a 20 to 17 score. Yes, 2017. Okay. Because it was us um Jets gosh. Buffalo. Buffalo was 2017 with the Jets. Um Hold on, we're not about to give this one up without getting it fully. So we got uh, the Titans. That's Kansas not the Bucks. Bucks and Rams were 2017, right? Uh, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. What was it? No, no they, they had to score. 16, they were 16, 13. I thought they had to get more. Even I think it's a four. Wasn't there four point lead? Okay, it, Atlanta and the Chargers. Is one of them. Yeah, that's three. Titans. Um, who was the first one we brought up? Uh, uh, <laughs> we just brought it up. I know that's terrible. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo, and the Jets. Buffalo and the Jets was a third. Okay, so we're one away from doing it? this right. It's uh, Minnesota and the uh, Deadskins. Yep, that's it. Okay. Let's, that's called acing it, Billy. You don't well, need to review it. Let's see the answer. We don't need to review. We are right. Chargers, Chiefs, Jets, Bills, Vikings, Commanders, and Chiefs, Titans. Watson. Is that really what y'all said? We that's should be exactly so what we said. Proud of Man. Ourselves. That's exactly y'all, what we said. Y'all nailed that. Good job. You tell Michael. Let him know who daddy is. Yeah, M- Michael's he's scratching his head saying, man. We're his daddy. You, you you tell Michael the only way he gets us is he just absolutely tricks us with something that's. Yeah, th- th- when he's gotten y'all, he's kind of tried to play with your mind a little yes, bit. Yes, he tricks us. So if he's just legit, we get him. And y'all got Even him. though I don't try sometimes, we get him. <laughs> Billy, here's what we're going to do. Um, sometimes this kind of thing happens. We're scheduled to be joined by Memphis play-by-play voice, Dave Woloshin. He's not there at the moment, although he just said, I'm on. Huh. You see him anywhere? Uh, I don't, George, but I'll, I'll get to this read here and then we'll see if anything else has happened. This is the five o'clock hour powered by Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere, whether it's a sports injury, sprained ankle, major joint replacement. Whatever it happens to be, MTBJ has the staff, training, and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Their mission is to provide a high-quality, specialized orthopedic care in a compassionate manner to the people of Columbia and Middle Tennessee. Visit mtbj.net. For more information. Okay. Now, this may not be great television, but we want to get this right and get it done. So I'm going to flip. Watson, watch this. Good form. There's my phone. <laughs> we'll get Dave Woloshin on here in just a minute. In the meantime, Billy, put up the list of college basketball games that are going on tonight, and then we'll uh, we'll get Dave in here in just a second. So, 
not only do we have Memphis and Vandy, 7 o'clock at Memorial Gym, and even though this is all way too early, I love the fact that these two teams are playing each other. They ought to be. Good for good for both athletic directors and both basketball coaches that they've agreed to this, and I'm assuming there's a return game in Memphis probably next season. Tennessee, which is expected to be very good, is home against Tennessee Tech. They should win that game easily. Pretty good game over at the Curb Center. Belmont is a single-digit favorite. I think six is what I saw. They play Ohio University. Um, Billy, if you will, throw me that again, and we'll... Uh, <laughs> Just tell me the passcode, George. I'm not about to tell you the passcode. No, absolutely not. So flip it back. Okay, that's good. And uh, the other games involve Lipscomb at South Dakota, Fisk at Tennessee State, and you know what? I see Lewis Maddox, so let's get him in here right off the bat. And Lewis, this is what happens sometime in my old lo live radio life where you just have to, to work on the fly Tell us about Middle's opener, which took place about four hours ago. Yeah, George. Yeah, well, first off, I want to thank you for having me on the show today. It's uh, I joined a little early. I didn't expect to be put on so fast, but that's okay. Uh, I'm glad to be here. You know, uh, but yeah, MTSU had their had their home opener and their opener of the season today. Started at 11 o'clock this morning in the Murphy Center uh, against Brescia University from Owensboro, Kentucky, the Bearcats and. Uh, MTSU had a had a good day. They got the win, seventy nine to fifty two, uh, and it was a it was a really good tune up. The overall sheer size and depth from the Blue Raiders uh, definitely had a factor in it. Definitely gave them the edge, and what ended up happening, uh, well, that's what gave us the outcome of, of the ball game this afternoon. Uh, but yeah, MTSU had a had a great day. A couple guys that. Uh, uh, are worth mentioning. Justin Porter is a guy, a JUCO transfer who came in. Uh, this is his first year on the team, and he had, he led the scoring today with 14, uh, had an assist and a couple steals as well. He's he's the only one of the first five uh, that's not returning from the squad last year. So some really experienced guys on this roster, uh, and some guys that are, are worth noting for sure uh, that are coming back. Another one to mention is Elias King, who came off the bench today. Uh, a six foot eight guy from last year that's put on about 20 pounds in the offseason. Uh, and he led the he led the boards today with seven, had 10 points as well. A really good player off the bench for MTSU. But uh, yeah, just the, just the overall depth and talent from MTSU uh, really set the tone against the NAIA Bearcats today. Lewis, uh, at the end of last season, middle became a really tough out. Nobody was dying to play him. Um, how, how good do you think they fit in Conference USA? I realize it's early, but speculate a little. Well, I mean, they they have the depth to compete. Conference USA is it's always a tough conference to play in, a physical conference to play in. Uh, and we saw some success from them last year, obviously 15-0 at home uh, and 26-11, and I believe it was, overall throughout the season, 13-5 and in conference play for the, for the Blue Raiders a year ago. Uh, but yeah, I think they, they fit in perfect. And, um, 
I think the sky's the limit with this team as far as Conference USA play goes and the rest of the season goes. Uh, but, yeah, a really good tune-up today for the Blue Raiders. Lewis, why did they play at 11 in the morning? I, I really don't know the answer, and you may not either. Well, it's uh, I don't have an exact answer. I do know that it was the education day uh, here at MTSU or for the basketball game this afternoon or this morning. Uh, and, you know, that, that place holds about 11,000. They got about 7,000 in there. So it was a Did really they really? Crowd. Yes, especially for uh, 11 a.m. on a Monday in the first game of the season against the NAIA team. A really good, a really good turnout. A lot of those were uh, teachers and elementary school kids from around the area. Uh, but yeah, really good atmosphere. So uh, the place was buzzed. Yes, it was. Yes, sir. Oh, I love it. Listen, that's good stuff. Thank you for taking the time. Um, th this is one of those where we're in a little bit of a rain delay stall. Um, we're trying to to get Dave Woloshin, who is the play-by-play -play voice at the University of Memphis. And in fact, I think we've got him. So, Lewis, thank you because you were a great rain delay stall. I appreciate it, George. Anytime. Lewis Maddox reporting from Murfreesboro. Am I right that we're ready to go to Memorial Gym? Beautiful. This guy was a great friend to me, really befriended me. The scary part is it's been <laughs> 35 years ago. Well, Dave Woloshin, how in the world are you? I'm still ticking. Glad to be here. You never know where you're going to sit at Memorial Gym. You understand that? Yes. I've been up in the crow's nest. I did a TV thing in the corner. I'm kind of below here. I like this. This is this is good. I'm excited. It's great to be back here. Um, I know it's going to be a home and home. I think uh, Penny and Jerry Stackhouse would like to play each other on a pretty regular basis. I hope that's the case. Yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, in a day and age where you got all this travel cost, uh, good for both coaches that they saw it this way. Agreed. And I love early season competition. I love it because I go back to like the Denny Crum days where he didn't care who he played at the beginning of the season because it was going to toughen his team up. They were going to learn about pressure. They were going to learn about competition. They were going to be better when it would be NCAA tournament time. Always worked for Crumbs teams. And I think that is exactly what Penny is trying to do. You've got this game. Then uh, in a week you go to St. Louis. And then you've got VCU at home. So three really, really good competitive games to begin your year. This is like the first time since 1992 that they are actually starting a season on the road and they've chosen this crazy place. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, Dave, when I did Vandy, we were up top where you yeah. were talking about up in that crow's nest. Um, but in November, nobody really knows what the heck it is they're getting. What's your best guess on what you're getting out of Memphis? I, you know what? There are so many new players, seven new transfers. You've got a few really good guys back. You do have the American Athletic Conference Player of the Year in Kendrick Davis. And we know this kid's great. I mean, he ripped Memphis apart. You can't stop him. You can't stay in front of him. He's a decent three-shooter. That's been the Achilles heel in the two exhibition games. He did not play in the second exhibition game because of a sore ankle. We know what you get with him. You also know what you get with 
uh, a guy named DeAndre Williams, who's a power forward slash three kind of a guy, but really he's an inside operator. He's all conference. He's 26 years of old. He's going to go overseas and play sort of a tweener for the NBA, but a really good college player. And then, I don't know, you got Elijah McCadden. You've got Keontae Kennedy. You've got guys that I think are pretty good. One guy that's not going to play tonight that's going to end up being a really good player is a kid who transferred from Illinois, Chicago. His name is Demarie Franklin. The coach there won't give him his release, even though he terminated his scholarship. It's sort of a weird deal. Memphis yeah. has applied for a mental hardship on that because he has had some issues with the loss of a relative and the fact this guy won't let him go. And he, he needs some help from counselors. And Memphis will provide that. And apparently UIC didn't. So we'll see what the NCAA says. But that, that may be a while in coming. But to answer your question in a roundabout way, it's, it's what you said. You really don't know in November. With this team in particular, I don't know. I know Houston's really good. They're picked to win the American Athletic Conference. And Memphis is picked second. I think that's fair. Watson, say hello to Dave Woloshin. Dave, thanks for coming on for the game, man. That's nice of you to do. With all these transfers, Dave, that's the, the way of the world now yeah. and the transfer portal. And I think it affects basketball even more than football because you don't it don't take but so many to really change a basketball team. Is it not a smart thing to play really good teams early to, to let you see where you are, let the players see where they are? They got to jail. Maybe they got to jail quicker if they're playing good teams instead of killing people. So I kind of see that as a very smart thing to do with a lot of new faces coming from a transfer point. I, I agree with you, and I, I think that's what you're going to see. I think if you're a really good recruiter, and Penny is a really good recruiter, you're, you're, you're always going to save spots, two or three spots, to go with whatever high school bounty you bring in. You're going to save two or three spots because you're going to lose two or three critical players, maybe your sixth guy who didn't get enough time, maybe your fifth guy who wants to be – uh, more featured. Uh, you're you're going to lose two to three guys every year. Football, you're going to lose 20 to 30% of your team every year. That's the reality of college sports now. You can be lured away by another conference after you've uh, maybe done a good job if you're a smaller uh, conference and somebody from another group has got a lot of money, going to offer you a better NIL. It's going to be harder to keep players. And as you just said, when you're only dealing with a 12 or 13-man roster, and you're really two to three guys that are critical to from average team to great team. It, it, it's it's very tricky in today's college world. Yeah, and the and the second thing, Dave, I'm not big. I know Georgia neither on playing this early in basketball, but with the transfer portal, I think it's big to play early because you get a chance to gel your team before you get to the. It was when I was an AD at UAB. I mean, I had Mike Anderson at the time, and Mike would always say, "Loved him, squeaky oh, I love baby. Mike. I love squeaky." Yeah, Mike's special. But Mike would always say, "Dave, he'd say, well, you have three seasons. You have the preseason, you have the conference play, and then you have the tournament." And he said, "So that I said, you, you and football, you all are idiots. You got one season." And you better get off to a good start because your season's over quick. But yeah. Mike always said, we got three seasons. Let's don't, let's don't put more into it than what it is. But I can see where these early games would help a brand-new team just been put together. 
and I personally, I'm okay with as much hoops as we can get. You play 31 games now. I don't want to play later. I want to play right now. I don't mind the overlap. It makes it very interesting. I'm okay with this early basketball stuff. Hey, Dave, before we let you go, Penny obviously was an incredibly popular choice when he got the job. Sold a lot of tickets in that big building you all are in now. Has that popularity stayed? Absolutely, George. You know, he got Memphis to the tournament last year, won the first game, probably should have beaten Gonzaga, had them on the ropes. He's brought in the number one recruiting class in the country. This year already, for next year, he's got the number seven class at the moment. He brought in the number one transfer in Kendrick Davis. He is philanthropic. He's charismatic. No, no, he has not waned at all. And he doesn't need this game. The guy's worth <laughs> somewhere between 50 and $100 million a year. His shoe is still like fifth or sixth best-selling at Nike. He just loves basketball. He loves Memphis. And at this point, Memphis still is in love with him. The honeymoon is still going. Before you let me go, let me say this to you guys. I feel the loss of Nashville and, and the press really all around the state and the country and the loss of Joe Biddle. I got to thank Joe Biddle because because without Joe Biddle, I never would have gotten a Heisman Trophy vote. I always thought he was a wonderful guy. I love the sense of humor. I don't know if his family listens. They probably do because, George, everybody loves you. But I'm just, I'm just going to tell you my thoughts and my prayers are with his family. I, I, I thought the world of Joe Biddle. I know that Sharon will appreciate it. Whether she's watching this or not, Dave, I'll make sure that she knows what you said. You got it. Thanks for coming on with us. It was really nice on a game. I got to go take Penny right now. See ya. Do it. See ya. You don't get that very often. That was really nice. Dave Woloshin is the University of Memphis play-by-play voice joining us on game night. Watson, guess what's next? What's next, George? Is this college football? There we go. Yes. So when we come back, Watson's top four and maybe a few more, and then studs and duds on my end. Don't go anywhere. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. 
I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email Eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Well, nobody's thrilled with the way Tennessee played at Georgia Saturday, but all things considered, the Vols got some huge breaks after it was over with some results in other games that have left the door wide open for them to end up in the college football playoff. Normally, we do this at 5 o'clock on the button every Monday, but in trying to get Dave Woloshin on, we decided to move it back 20 minutes. So, Watson... Why don't you take it and go with, first of all, what you think your top four is? Well, here it is in front of everybody, George. Uh, and Number one and, and way above, it's one team and everybody else, in my opinion, right now. Georgia Saturday showed me a bunch. I didn't see a weakness anywhere on that team. They're, a, they're the 
top dog 100%. I put Michigan ahead of Ohio State. I, I've watched Ohio State, I think, the last three weeks, and they just flounder around and flounder around. The one against Northwestern, and Northwestern has won one game. Yeah. And that was the zero-week preseason opener, really. Is this a boredom thing with them? I don't – I don't, George, all I can do is judge them by what I see. Yeah. And right now they don't they don't look very dominant at all to me. Uh, I think the quarterback play is solid, but not I, – I heard somebody say he's still in the lead for the Heisman. Wow. Oh, right. I, I don't I don't see that. I mean, the, the kid at TCU is playing lights out. Uh, him Man, and Hooker did not play bad Saturday. He just got attacked. He got harassed and, and still played a solid game. But I got Michigan, too, uh, because I just think they've played a little better than Ohio State. Not much, but a little. I think I'm doing it off of Penn State. Michigan dominated them, had four, over 400 yards rushing, and Penn State had the lead on Ohio State in the fourth quarter. I know it was home and away difference, but uh, so I got Michigan two, Ohio State three, and there's no doubt in my mind, TCU is four. How long they get to stay there, I don't know, because the next two weeks are really their their season in a nutshell. And um, they, at they Texas, to, at Baylor, at Texas, and at Baylor. So they were to get through that, they're going to be there. They will be there in the end. I'm predicting, George, there will be at least two one loss teams in the Final Four this year. couple of thoughts I want to run by you. Is Stetson Bennett now an invitee to the Heisman Trophy? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's That would be a travesty if he's not there. He is the leader of this team. He makes plays all over the field. I mean, look at the plays he made Saturday against Tennessee. First one that set up the whole thing is when he took off scrambling when he couldn't find anything or, or about had him sacked and he spun out of it and and, and and went in for a score. I mean, he's making plays. Yeah. Last year, I thought he was kind of the just get it to the right guy kind of guy. This year, it's on his shoulders a lot, and he's making a lot of plays. Absolutely, he should be there. This would have been a great year for a 12-team playoff. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to do is give you Watson's five through eight uh, and hopefully it's not my uh, plaster bet of the day. <laughs> well, I uh, I got to load it in here, George. I thought I had it in. That okay. is my fault. Well, then, then let's do it. Let's just go ahead and do it. Watson, you've got Tennessee right now, number five. Yeah. And I think the path is absolutely wide open for Tennessee to get there. Uh, I think if they went out, they get there. TCU, I don't think – is going undefeated. They'll have one loss. So that seems like when you lose one, you get knocked down. And Michigan or Ohio State's going to have a loss because they play each other. Tennessee is in the catbird seat. I, in my personal opinion, just went out and played the way you were playing other than the Georgia game. And I think you're in the Final Four without having to play a championship game. Some ways, this is the easier way to go than, than beating Georgia Watson. Oregon, you have sixth, and of course they're trying to live down a forty-nine to three beatdown. But they're Watson, gaining; they're gaining ground. Yeah, how much do you think the committee uses that as they try to figure Oregon out? I I want to see what the committee does with Tennessee and Oregon 
tomorrow. Isn't it tomorrow night? Yep. I want to see if they, if they got what I got. Do they have Tennessee in front of Oregon, or did they bump Oregon in front of Tennessee? I think because of the Georgia game, and they both lost to the same team, Tennessee played them better than Oregon did, even though Oregon played them first game of the year. I think Oregon will still be six and Tennessee five. Okay, here is that graphic. UCLA and Southern Cal are seven and eight, respectively. USC doesn't play a lick of defense. Neither one of them do. No, they really don't. <laughs> Neither uh, one of them do. That might be the highest. What was it, SMU in Houston, 73? 77-63. 77-63. game. Yeah. So if you had the under 139, you lost. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, don't don't giggle because this UCLA Southern Cal game might get up in those numbers. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Defense They're both very good on offense and not very good on defense. So let's go to studs and duds, where I get to lay some cynicism out there. Okay, we start with studs and shocker to nobody. Yeah, I mean Watson. We're going to talk about this here in a few minutes, but Georgia showed a level of athleticism that is downright scary. Strength, athleticism, depth, number of players that you see out there playing, rolling those defensive front guys in and out like they got a thousand of them. I mean, I couldn't tell much difference. Getting Carter back in that game, that big guy inside, whoo, did he make a difference in that defense Saturday? He didn't play in the last three or four weeks, and, and uh, he made a difference in that football game. But, uh, yeah, they, 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 the score is closer than the game, in my personal opinion. Okay, stud number two. How about those LSU Tigers? Mm. Tiger Stadium, they tell me, has never been louder than it was you, when – You called it, George. Well, I thought they had a chance. Um, Watson, how much of this is slippage with Alabama? You know, Alabama just does not look good to me on defense, George. They're giving up a lot of yards. They don't get to the quarterback the way that I thought they would. I saw it in the Tennessee game. They could not get to the quarterback, whereas Georgia did. Um, I think the slippage is on defense, personally. I think the offense is still good. But I don't think the defense is up to near the Alabama standards and it's knocked them out of the playoffs. They, they will not get there now. That was a killer loss. Losing to Tennessee, okay. But going into Baton Rouge and not winning that game is a killer loss, in my opinion. The third stud would be another killer loss. The old fighting Irish. Billy, uh, you were happy, weren't you? I sure was, Jordan. I couldn't believe this. I mean, I was watching this like, where has this been all year from Notre Dame? But at the same time, you're also watching Clemson, a team that, you know, we we also not surprised to see them play as poorly as they did. So um, I know you were this, talking before we got on, Watson, saying Clemson doesn't look great. I, this was my second pick to Vanderbilt. I, I, that's who I was going to take. When Tennessee came up, I just couldn't pass it. I said it when I took it. I don't feel good about this, but I'm going to take Tennessee. Uh, but this was my pick. I just don't – I think Clemson is the most overrated football team in the country, and I think they proved it Saturday night in in West Bend. I mean, it, it, 
I, I didn't see anything good. They got a they got a free guy. They turn it. They're blocking a punt, and their middle blocker. They call them the bear, the three bears back there. The middle blocker turned the guy down. He flinched, and the guy just went right through him and blocked the kick. That's not good. Uh, they just I don't see anything. Their defense did not look like a dominant defense to me. So I think Clemson's been overrated, and I thought this might happen and. It's even worse than I thought. I don't think Clemson – I'm not sure my brother don't beat Clemson here in a few weeks because yep. I think that's who they'll play. And I'm not sure North Carolina don't beat Clemson. Here's the feel-good story of the year. Kansas. Man, give it up for Coach Leipold. Yeah. Man. And you know what? He may not be there much longer. Well, I mean, they did just put a lot of money into that program, so – We'll see, but there will be uh, a few ads calling his number this off season, no doubt. Uh, and, I, and he's probably not through yet. There may be another win, at least one more on his schedule, maybe two. Yeah, they, 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 they've got, and that's doing it, guys, with the backup quarterback. They lost their quarterback what a month ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they lost Daniels, their quarterback, a month, who was playing fantastic. I mean, fantastic football. They might have more wins than six if he'd stayed healthy. And then, of course, George, I know you're going to the Duds, but what in the world is Oklahoma State? I know they lost their quarterback, but Coach Mason is the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma mm -hmm. State, and they are giving up tons of points every week right now. Gashed. Yeah. Okay. To the Duds. We've gone through Clemson. We'll go past them. Yeah. <laughs> Dud Nothing number two. This one shocked me. Me yeah, too. God, where where does that come from? I don't know. Uh, they've played so solid all year long, and Michigan State had more players not playing than playing with all the, what, eight suspended guys? That's right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I this one I never would have picked. No. This would have been down way down there if I – I had to have been picking about 45th to ever take this one. <laughs> you got that. Right. Never would I pick this one. Lord have mercy. Here is the third. Billy, don't put it up yet. Oh, oh you beat me to it. The U. <laughs> it's all yeah. about the U. It's all about the U. The, the U, U is dead. <laughs> Get it out I'm of not, here. I'm not sure the U could beat these guys. <laughs> I'm not sure the U could beat these guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> They had a pretty good win, by the way, Thursday night. I watched a lot of it. I uh, know, so, and they and they got Western Kentucky this week. Are you going to fraud Western Kentucky and take my rice owls? Huh? No. No. Let's go back to Miami, though, for a second. Oh man, forty-five to three to your arch rival. Go figure. What in the world is going on at the University of Miami? What they what they pay Mario? I mean, nine million dollars. Quite go. a bit. So I think he might rather be back at Oregon with a little less money. Right so basically, his wins are two point two five million per victory this year. <laughs> but if you think that's bad, look at the next one. Oh, Jimbo! Jimbo's uh, dollars per win are up there pretty good. They got waxed by Florida, and that's the best game. Richardson has played. Yeah, he played really well. There's nobody around him. What happened to that? And we've talked their quarterback issues. Okay, I get it. 
They played three or four of them. But what happened to that boned defense that before the season starts supposed to be the best defense in the country? They're Is he going to make it? Is he going to make it, guys? Well, don't you think – well, Watson. I think I think he'll make it through this year and then next year with, with still a decent amount of talent if he has enough guys that stay this offseason – They've got to give him another year. Oh, I think he's looking to get out of there. I still, I still has, put WVU up there, West Virginia University. Right. Watch that one. Yeah, that's where he's from, and uh, that's that's where he's born and raised. I just, and they might take a shot. He won a national championship. Uh, they, you know, you're not going to have all the studs headed toward Morgantown, so. So you think he's just lost? You think he's just lost interest, George? Well, no. I would put it this way: it's a bad sign if they ask you to come to the pep rally because A and M has this huge pep rally midnight Friday yeah. nights. If they ask you for the purpose of tossing you in the bonfire, that's <laughs> a bad sign. <laughs> that's when you know. Stay away. You might want to get out. You might want to leave College Station at that point. Okay. We've got a lot more college football to talk about. As we go to the break, I see Brian Stewart, and I see his flag is at half staff <laughs> because his, yes, his Crimson Tide took the gas oh, Saturday night. So what's the hat? What does that thing say? Uh, it's, it's just the old Callaway hat, man. It's a, just a golf hat. Which, oh, I thought it said fire Nick Saban. <laughs> wow i'm just wow i know i know that was come on man this that was downright tacky yeah the sky is not falling i mean we've lost two games this year by a total of four points i mean, I mean it, brian we bring you on to let you sell your place and all he does is crack on you i know it man i mean for gosh sakes you know, Watson, whenever I come on, uh, one of the things that I do is I try to uplift the show. You know, yes. and, it's, I, I, yes. I try and to, you do. You yeah. uplift the show, but he just keeps pounding you. I know, but I'm, working. I, I'm trying to – let me check underneath my hat. Does that look like red oh, hair? I don't know. up there. I see oh, blood. Gosh. No, it's oh. – uh, look, it, you know, it. this is, this is how college football goes. And, hey – one thing I can say is the SEC is better when the balls are good, um, you know, and and that's what we need. I mean, we're always going to have, you know, ups and downs with with every season and everything, and it's you know, I mean, it, it's it's just hard to stay on top all the time. So, oh gosh, what what he has done there, we're never going to see again. No, no, it's it's not going to happen. I mean, it, the man is a recruiting machine. They, and, and it's just like it, it, most of the guys that are second and third string on Alabama could be starting just about anywhere else in the country. And, you know, for them to lose to Tennessee and to lose to LSU, both on the road, both in just incredible college environments uh, and, and, and to lose the way they did. I mean, it's just part of the game. I mean, it's, like we said before, if if Alabama made that kick at Neyland Stadium, uh, you know it's a whole different story. So you know, it, it I am proud of I'm proud to see the balls back to where they need to be, and I'm glad to see LSU is doing what they're doing. I, I mean, it's just good for the conference. And how awesome is it that our conference is that strong? So no, no kidding. 
And then the other thing is, is our t- the Titans last night. Now, I know they lost. They come out of Kansas City with a loss. But, man, my gosh, if anybody wasn't fired up about our defense last night, I don't know what's wrong with you because that team played their butts off. If we had any kind of receiving help last night, if we even scored a field goal in the second half last night, I think that game's a whole different outcome. But kudos to the Titans going on the road and and, and playing their butts off. I mean, yeah. got to commend that. Okay, tell me what's going on in your business. Well, I'll tell you what's going on and I'm very excited about is we have our first auction coming up. Uh, that is on the 19th next week, basically. Uh, we're going to be getting ready. Uh, well, we've been getting ready. You're going to start seeing our signs going out all around Jolton and everything. There's a few out there right now. Uh, very excited about that. We're going to be selling a lot of personal property for these people. And we're going to be selling the home. We're even selling a car. I don't know how you get into that, but uh, all of a sudden we're selling cars now. <laughs> so uh, I, I, in all honesty, I am just really excited and looking forward to this first auction for one stop. Uh, I know Barry, my auctioneer, is is very fired up about this, and he is trying to cross every T and dot every I. So we are very excited about that. Um, I'm going to get you more details as that uh, at, next week whenever it gets closer. Uh, this weekend, we've got some open houses coming up. We're still seeing that trend of buyers uh, getting that uh, concession from sellers. So I, I encourage everybody that's looking for a home to buy or a property to buy, get out there and keep looking because I'm telling you, these sellers are coming off of the price. They're coming off of these closing costs. They're doing the buy down points through these preferred lenders. So I encourage everybody, the sky is not falling, just like it is in college football for me and the Alabama Crimson Tide. We know that the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel is there. Uh, just keep looking and you're going to find the good deals out there. Call us at one stop. We're going to help you do that. Our number is 615-822-0750. Look us up on the internet at onestoprealtytn.com. And then on Facebook and Instagram, we have a brand new Instagram page. Get on there, like, and follow us. You're going to love the information we give you. Brian, let's do it again tomorrow. Appreciate it as always. Oh, yeah, George. We're, uh, you know, and once again, the big bowling classic extravaganza oh, coming baby, up. Get ready. That's right. We're ready. And hopefully ready. I won't go in there and get beat down like I do on this show. So <laughs> wow. it's, it's, it's going to be a great day. <laughs> George oh, Watson, hilarious. y'all have a great one. He's probably going to throw a bowling ball at me at the, uh, the, the night of the event. We'll go to the break and then some breakdown of what happened in Athens Saturday between Tennessee and Georgia. This is Main Street Media Television.
For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete service heat and air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost, providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. To it, Watson, what we saw in Athens Saturday, is that just a case of Georgia having a level of athleticism that Tennessee is not quite at? Uh, 
Probably overall, but I think if you go back, George, and if we pulled up our tail of the tape on this game that we did on last Friday, yeah, go to the intangibles at the end, and we said atmosphere in Athens and the one that harasses the quarterback the most wins the game. You were dead on, Watson. It's bona fide what, to me, it ended up being. The atmosphere created a lot of against-the-chain situations for Tennessee with penalties and made them first and second and long, along with three-yard average running the ball. There's a lot of difference, George, being second and seven and second and four. Uh, Play calling completely changes at that point, and they got got them out of the chain thought Tennessee, when they get – and we'll get deep into this with Tony tomorrow, but when Tennessee gets out of the chains, they're like everybody else. They're they're no different. Where they're really good is staying within the chains with run, throw, run, throw, doing it fast. And uh, that that stadium was fantastic. It matched the Vols' atmosphere. And I think the combination of being named number one just loosened Georgia up unbelievably – got that crowd into a frenzy. Now we're the underdogs. Bring them in here and let's get them. And then that's number one. And then number two, harassing the quarterback. They were all over Hendon, uh, even sacked him quite a few times. But every throw he'd make, there are people in his face. It's the same problem Patrick Mahomes had last night that Georgia did to Hendon Hooker and Made a difference in the game. The Tennessee receivers didn't get a break and didn't get a wide open guys running down the field that busted coverages. Didn't happen. And Georgia covered them tighter, even though there were open people, but they covered them tighter. But the pass rush in his face constantly. And by the time it got to third and long, they were all over him. And uh, I think that's the difference in the game. Watson, I think there's a legitimate shot that is a one versus a four, they are going to play again December 31st, Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta in the Peach Bowl. If Tennessee gets put in that position, what will they do differently or maybe better than this first go-round? Well, first of all, it'll be an equal 50-50 crowd. Tennessee will have as many as – Yeah, Tennessee Tennessee will get in that one. There'll be people there and and, – I, I think it's hard to beat somebody twice. I think Tennessee, if they ride this thing out, win the games they're supposed to win, Georgia, I, I, they could end up three before this is over. Because I think TCU and either Michigan or Ohio State's going to lose a game. When you lose one later, they seem to want to bump you down more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't, Oregon could pass them possibly, but has Oregon not got to play both Southern Cal and UCLA? I think no, they I do. don't know. I don't have it in front of me. I think he might be right, Watson. I, I can't remember, but Oregon might pass them. I don't think so because strength of schedule is going to be in Tennessee's favor. Tennessee could end up three before all this is over. Clemson losing and Alabama losing was huge for Tennessee. That's two big losses. Clemson, do they fall to ten in the in the? In the committee's eyes, I don't think so. I don't think they'll go that far down. But I think it would be hard for Clemson to pass them because Clemson don't play anybody else. Right. Even if they played North Carolina, North Carolina's strength of schedule is way down there. I think it's like 80-something. 
So it's not going to mean that much if that's who they play in the championship game. Tennessee don't have to play that championship game. I think Tennessee might be better off losing this game than they will win if the marbles fall right. The negative for Tennessee is they got to have other people mess this up now, TCU being one of them. And Michigan and Ohio State will have a loss. Tomorrow in the 4 o'clock hour, obviously, Tony Basilio will join us from Knoxville at 420. We'll find out what the mood of his show was like after the game was over. Then we'll get into Watson's analysis of Tennessee and where do they go from here? Because it seems like they could do one of two things. They could use this and make it a hangover and not play very well, or they could really say, you know what, we didn't lose a whole lot and just carry right on the way they had been when they ripped off all those wins at the beginning. That's what I think they will do. That's what they have to do. If yeah. They're what we think they are. If they are fifth in the country right now, that's what they do. I'm anxious to see. But we'll have fun with Tony tomorrow for sure. Absolutely. We'll go to the break. Plaster bet of the day is coming up, and God knows I need a win. has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. See more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. Christmas for Kids is back at the Ryman this November 21st. Christmas for Kids provides children with shopping sprees, coats, and unforgettable experiences every year. This annual fundraising concert helps bring that experience to more kids. This year is hosted by Phil Vassar and includes Chris Young, the frontman, which is Richie McDonald, formerly of Lone Star, Larry Stewart of Restless Heart, Tim Rushlow, formerly of Little Texas, Essex County, and a whole lot more. Christmas for Kids, November 21st. To purchase tickets, go right now to Ryman.com. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad I couldn't work for almost a year, I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. 
urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care with 16 subspecialized physicians. Our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It is now time for Plaster's bet of the day as we get you out of here on this Monday evening. Bart Durham, since 1975, they have aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging on to bartdurham.com. All right, let's take a look at what you did this past weekend, George. It wasn't great. No. You got no, uh, you you got one win with Kentucky, but Vandy lost, MTSU lost, Oklahoma State lost, God. and the teaser with Boise and UNC lost. So Boise. UNC got the win, but they didn't win in the teaser. So. No, it was Boise that didn't win. Well, I'm I'm saying UNC won. Yeah, th- that but, part, that half of it won, but Boise gagged at the end. Very bitter. Not happy with the Broncos. No, uh, no, no. Okay, so I mean, you got to bounce back tonight, George. Oh, I intend to. So here, here's the story as I have it on the Vandy Memphis game tonight. Memphis will clearly be more athletic. But they're not a team that traditionally shoots the ball particularly well. And my gut feeling is that Vandy is going to take advantage of that. And not only are they going to cover as a two and a half point dog, but I think they're going to win the game outright. I'm taking Vandy. Boom. How about that? I like it. If the game were in Memphis, no way. So you think Memorial Gym gives them a little lift? I think that's the reason they win. Looking forward to getting out there. You got that, Watson? Got it. Go doors. Yeah, let's see what happens. All We're, we need, all we need, is that fight song, right, Watson? That's exactly right. <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll hear it tonight. By the way, the only person in the crowd tonight who has been the play-by-play announcer of both schools, this guy, me, Billy Derry. <laughs> You know, it'll be a weird feeling uh, to sit in there and watch that. Uh, I'm just going to sort of kind of mute it and um, 
Just who are you pulling for? Who well, you pulling for? Look, I want Vandy to win, but I also pay a lot of attention to Memphis. That was a school that gave me a great opportunity at a really young age. I, I want them to do well. I would like to see Penny Hardaway really get them back to an Elite Eight, Final Four, which I think that school can do. So, Especially I mean, in that league. Yeah, I may not be rooting for him tonight, but I am rooting for him long term. He's so he's he's gotten a lot of recruiting done. He sure has. We'll see you tomorrow, Watson. You behave until then, Billy. <laughs> George, you just behave. Period. I'll try to. We'll see you tomorrow on Main Street Media Television. Yeah.